it's time for part four of In the Moment. Yo, Mo, Katie, it's time for Tweet of the Week. Tweet, 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 tweet. All right, Tweet of the Week comes from yours truly. I posted on Twitter today that I was going to tell Katie that I heard a story that was top five nastiest things I've ever heard in my life. Ooh, yes, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this one. Oh, my God. All right, I got two stories, actually, and they're both disgusting, and they both equal one. You ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. I wrote them down for you. That's how important this really was to me, Katie. Okay. Now, you know how I always tell you I got a friend that's a surgeon. Yes, the vagina falling out. Exactly. There'd be vaginas falling out. There'd be balls falling out. Sometimes somebody back being their ass, and she got to put it back together. Mm-hmm. Well, this time, someone walked into the office. Didn't exactly walk in, but they they hobbled in. Okay. She took the tampon out of a woman's vagina. This woman went to the doctor. Yeah. To have a tampon removed. Okay. It was in there so long that it ended up being gray. Oh, from the blood. And it smelled like a dead body. So, uh, I mean, something did die in there. But at what point did she, how do you, okay, how do you forget that there's a tampon in your vagina? That's what I asked. They said they have no idea she was that drunk and that drugged up that she left the tampon in there so long that by the time that they dug in there to get it out, it was gray, it was rotted, and it smelled like death because it was in her vagina for so damn long. Oh, hell no. Can you imagine that being a part of your day? No. Now, that was the first patient. Okay. Her day wasn't over. Oh, no. She said the second patient came in there. Oh, shit. They went inside of her pupusa. Okay. To figure out why she was having this pain. Mm-hmm. When they dug into her pupusa. Yeah. There was brain cells, teeth, hair, and a cyst in her ovaries called a dermoid cyst. And she needed some assist bent. Okay. Brain cells, yeah. hair, and teeth, Katie. Uh, was it like a, a baby that developed outside of the uterus? That's what I thought. Uh-huh. But she said, no, sometimes some women, since they're kids, don't take care of their situation properly. So you get teeth? So you get brain cells, hair, teeth, and, and cysts, apparently, all up in your shit. No, that sounds like another little human. That's what I said. That makes no sense. I personally thought it was a grown man in there. Yeah. Harry! <laughs> you stuck again! Huh? I hear. Yeah, yeah. Take, take your time. He ain't even in there worried. <laughs> I just to the side. Just throw throw a fruit loop down here or something. And start. <laughs> I went too deep again. It's dark. <laughs> it's dark. <laughs> you better believe it is. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't see why. <laughs> <laughs> I told her one day, you gonna go in and they gonna say a man stuck in somebody's vagina. <laughs> and we gotta pull his ass out. Yeah. Right? And you know it's gonna be Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> what? That man can't walk. Right right. <laughs> Why is he 40 trying to run a 40? Because <laughs> he's slow. Nate's <laughs> <laughs> about, I know I'm fast. No one knows no. that. No. Who has ever <laughs> affiliated Said, him yo, with- Kevin Hart is fast. No one. Come on, my guy. Oh, don't worry about it. It's time for the Sicko Award. Let's see who was nasty this week. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just there. Sicko Award this week is going to Romeo. <laughs> and I got a feeling we might have an opportunity to tell him that in a minute. Okay. And escape room guy. Okay, who's escape room guy? That's the guy that keeps going to the escape rooms with a new date and acting like he's a genius. That man's a sicko. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to give him the sicko award, okay? Mm. All right. Quote of the week. Quote of the week is simple this week. Everything happens for a reason. Do you believe that, Katie? Yes. I also do. You know what else I believe? What? Sometimes the reason is you're stupid and make bad decisions. Yeah. Sometimes that's the reason. Don't look any further. Doc of the week. Swamp Kings. Hmm? Swamp Kings. You know Untold. We talked about the the series Untold in the past. Mm -hmm. They don't miss. They have a new doc out called Swamp Kings. Oh. Which is about um, the Florida football team, Florida Gators. Okay. And the run that Urban Meyer had while he was there as a coach. Okay. And it's the first, uh, I could be wrong here, but it's the first Untold that I've ever seen that's actually like a four-part documentary. Okay. It's not just one episode, it's four. It's yeah, it's a, they typically a, don't do that. No, they don't. It's it's about uh, Tim Tebow and that whole run. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert was mad at me. Why? Because you watched it out on Georgia. Oh. It's a Georgia guy. He's uh, like, are you watching it? Why don't you turn that off, right? Of course. Yeah, he want me to watch that. Abby would be proud that I was watching it, but it was really good. Like, you know, I have no ties in college football. Yeah. But it was uh, one of the things that stood out to me was Urban Meyer, the first year that they won the national title, year after that, a lot of the players got in trouble mm-hmm. because they were they were national champions. They're young. They're, like, popular now. They're celebrities. They was wilding. They were getting in trouble. Not, like, serious, serious trouble, but trouble, right? No, Fighting, yeah. drinking, doing things of that nature. Urban Meyer was turning. I guess he was turning his head to it. He didn't really want to address it. So a lot of people gave him a lot of flack for the fact that, like, yo, you're a whole coach and you're just letting these players still play even though you know they out here wilding. And I guess I wasn't familiar with this, but I guess it's been a thing for a while of, like, that's who Urban Meyer is, right? He wants to win more than he wants these guys to be good people. Uh-huh. But he said something that I thought was profound. And I'm curious as to how you feel about this. He said, yeah, I get it, and I know what people were saying about me, but truth is, he had a player once that was a really good player on the team, but he hit his girlfriend. They didn't tolerate domestic violence by any means. Mm-hmm. Zero tolerance policy. And they kicked him off the team. Mm-hmm. And I think a year later, he ended up dead. What? The player ended up dead. And Urban felt like that was always on his plate. What if we didn't kick him off the team? What if we gave him a second chance? What if we gave him the, the opportunity to make up for his mistakes? 
maybe he'd be alive today. Maybe he would have turned himself into something. So he struggled with that. And he felt like a part of that player being dead was on him. So he wasn't as quick in the future to kick other players off the team. How do you feel about that? Um, well, first, how did that player pass away? I think he killed himself. Okay. But let me let me um, make sure that that's accurate. Um, I can see how he would, you know, feel like that was kind of on him because I feel like coaches also take in another parental role when you are, you know, when you have players that you're basically coaching, you're spending a lot of time with, you're trying to make an impact on them in some way in shape or form. But the same side of that, he did what, you know, at the time he thought was best. If something happened to him, that player, that is very unfortunate, but that's not on him. But that doesn't mean you need to be lenient with other players in the future because what if you are lenient with the wrong player that you're basically just enabling by giving him another chance, you know? So it's like the the chance, the risk you take. In giving them a second chance. Uh-huh. That's tough, man. Because when I heard it, right, because Aaron Hernandez was also a part of that run, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you see how, obviously, that turned how out. he turned yeah. out. And it's just like, it's tricky with those, um, yeah, it was rude to suicide. But it's tricky with those second chances. Because I'm... I get like how some offenses don't don't deserve a second chance. And I do stand on that, right? Domestic violence is one of them. That's you can't do that. You no. just simply can't do that, right? right? Now, does that mean that I don't I don't believe that another player committed the same offense and he turned the other way? Cuz that would be a different conversation. Okay. I think the other offenses were a bit different. Okay. But he was a little bit more lenient than he would have been before. And I just thought that was that was interesting because when do you give a second chance and when don't you, right? Because you got to remember, I'm I'm not excusing anyone. I mean, these guys are 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You got all this fame. You got, you know, you don't have the money yet. You don't have the uh, power yet, but you do have the fame. You do have the environment and you're liable to make some mistakes. Not mm-hmm. really big mistakes, but yeah, you, you might get into a little public fight. Mm-hmm. You might be out too late. Mm-hmm. You might get hemmed up for being a little too rowdy in a spot. Whatever the case, like, do you kick these players off the team because they broke a policy, or do you say, you know what, don't do it again? Because he also had the policy of he ran people and did workouts that made them vomit on each other because he wanted to know who was really committed to the team. Mm-hmm. So you had to go through that process to really be a part of the team. So obviously you are committed, but then you make that one mistake. And I don't know. I've kind of gone back and forth with this. Like um, Henry Ruggs, I don't know if you remember him, but O.J. Simpson was in the news for making a comment about him because Mm he, I mean, he killed a woman and her dog driving that car over 100 miles per hour. He used to play for the Raiders, the wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And he got sentenced. And... I'm trying to remember how much time he got. He got a three to ten year sentence for that. He took someone's life. Mm-hmm. So there were people saying, 
bro, he should get way more than three to ten. And then there's also people saying, well, there are people who have done worse and got less. How do you, you see what I'm trying to say? Decide. On when someone deserves a second chance and when someone doesn't. I think that's just circumstantial. And it's however you may feel at the time about that person, you know? I do. And are they remorseful or not, you know? If you happen to be the coach, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. and one of your players who's really good, and you're fond of, he makes that kind of mistake. He hits his girlfriend. <laughs> I know you kick him off the team. Mm-hmm. That I know. But you find out a year later he killed himself. Would it affect you? No. Not even a little bit? Nah. Not at all. What if it was another offense? What if, um, let's not say he hit his girl. Let's say he, um, uh, let's say he got arrested for DUI. Mm-hmm. And you had a policy against that as well, right? Because dr- driving drunk could kill someone too. Yep. Maybe you didn't kill someone, but you could have. Mm-hmm. And you kick him off the team for that. Mm-hmm. A year later, he kills himself. You feel the same? No. You feel different? Yeah. Why? Because what if he just needed an outlet? What if it was something else that he was going through that he just needed somewhere to someone to be there for him? Mm-hmm. And... Maybe as a coach, if I had a had a conversation, ask deeper questions, what's really going on? Why are you out here driving drunk or whatever? Could have led down a different path. It's like the movie The Butterfly Effect mm-hmm. with Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Like you just never know what path is going to someone's going to lead down based off of the actions. Got it. So the offense it's is different. what changes it yeah. for you, mm-hmm. but the DV offense, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. I respect that. It's time for Mo's Reflective Moment of the Week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. One of the linebackers. I forget the brother's name. But I enjoyed his story. When the documentary starts, he's not starting. He's young. He made the team and he felt like, I don't get why I'm not starting. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. But there was another brother that was already starting, that was already established, that was getting busy. Mm-hmm. And he was waiting, he was waiting, he was waiting. Waiting his turn, waiting for his time. Throughout that process, there was a part of him that wanted to quit. And I think that this is relative to a lot of people in life where you're waiting and waiting and waiting for your time. And I speak to this often because I once was waiting and waiting and waiting for my time. And in some ways, I still am. But... Something in him was saying, I don't quit. Stick it out, right? I'm playing for Florida. I'm playing for, at that time, best team in the nation. Mm -hmm. Playing behind a guy I know I'm better than, but at the same time, I know my time will come. And him and the guy had a good relationship. But every time he would go out there, they would give him an opportunity to make a play. He would make a play, but he would have to come sit back down. And... One time, the guy that was in front of him finally went out there to make a play, and he ended up getting hurt. And he tried to play hurt, but it got to the point where he was actually hurting his team being out there. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it was now my guy's time yep. to go do his thing. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. When he got his opportunity, uh, I believe they were playing against Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. 
y'all forgive me because I'm not a huge college football fan, but I ble- I think it was um no Sean Moreno. And I guess the, the year before, they played against Alabama, and they was slaying them. And he was talking big shit, dancing on the sidelines, all of that. Florida players never forgot. So the next year, he got his opportunity to play in that game against Alabama, against no Sean Marino. And first play, they gave no Sean a ball. That man met him in the middle of the field and lit his ass up mm-hmm. to the point where the entire sideline knew what energy and what time they were on. They bust their ass that game. And he went on to have a very, very good college career with Florida. That became his spot, his position. He held it down, middle linebacker. He did his thing. He ended up being a very good linebacker that played in the NFL and all of that. But what he said was something that I always say. I've said it on my podcast a long time ago. It's actually one of my favorite quotes because I believe it to be true. But he said, the cream always rises to the top. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that Mm -hmm. in whatever situation. Like, people are always going to try to stop you. They're always going to lie on you. They're always going to try to get you out of there. The cream always rises to the top. When you the cream, I feel like you don't really have to worry about the coffee. Hmm. You don't have to worry about nothing else. Right. right? When you're not the cream, you got to find other ways. You have to. You don't have a choice. Right? Like, if you get the, you get the cake without the cream, what do you really have? Right. So imagine you the cake and not the cream. You need more. Mm-hmm. But the cream can find its way anywhere. You rise anywhere they put you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And I think some of us need to realize you're the cream. Right? Like, it's going to take a lot of time for people to realize who you are, what you do, and to appreciate who you are and what you do. But ultimately, there's nothing anyone can do with you because you're the cream. Right. Cash rules everything around me. Hey. Cream, get the money. So I know there's someone's listening that's going through something similar to that where you're either waiting for your turn, you're waiting for your time, you feel like you're not appreciated, you feel like you've been patient long enough, the door won't open, the opportunity won't come, maybe you feel like people are holding you down, holding you back, not respecting you, and you're not sure what you're supposed to do. And a lot of the time... You're simply supposed to not quit. Because mm-hmm. that's all that young brother did. He just didn't quit. He had to sit on that sideline. They showed it. Half the documentary, every time they showed him, he was on the sideline jumping up and down with his helmet off thinking, when the hell is my shot? When is my turn? Same thing with Tebow, kind of. A lot of y'all know Tim Tebow's story. When Tim Tebow came in there, he wasn't starting. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the guy. He wasn't even truly the quarterback that won the first national championship. It was another guy. Right. He had to wait. All the praying Tim Tebow did, he still had to wait. He had to wait. But when Urban Meyer put him in the game, it was when the lights was on for real. Mm-hmm. It wasn't when it was like, yo, we already done third and 40. Go see what you could do. It was like, yo, you going to go win the game for us or not? Right. Your legs ain't even been warmed up. You cold on the sideline. All of these people in the arena. It's all that is happening, and he put him out there, and Tim Tebow had to go out there and be ready. And even if he just had to get two yards, boy, did he make them two yards look good. Because mm-hmm. he waited for his time. But he knew when his name was called, it's up. 
Right. Because I'm the cream. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my man that played linebacker. Whenever they call my name, I'll sit over here for as long as y'all want me to. Keep playing with me. But when my name is called, y'all going to remember my name. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to lay something down. And I feel like that's the way life is. And if you don't believe that in yourself, if you forget that, then you will ultimately end up being the cake when the entire time you were the cream. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've always come in here and said that at no matter what point in life I was in, no matter where I was, no matter where I stood, they could try to throw as much dirt on my name as they possibly can. It doesn't matter. Because I'm the cream. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are the cream. And I just think that's important to remember. In the moment that he said that, the cream always rises to the top. Even I needed that reminder. So if I needed it, I imagine some of y'all need it as well. There is nothing anyone can do about it. If you are chosen, it is for a reason. If you are the cake, I'm sorry. <laughs> this bud's not for you. <laughs> but if you are the cream, just be patient. You will always rise to the top. All right, Katie, it's only right. Mm-hmm. If we brought Romeo up, he should have an opportunity to defend himself. Should he? Not really. Okay. But we have to. All right. Here I am. I just I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> what the hell? That? What is that? I don't what know. That? I, I try to know. take control of the room. I'm nervous. What's it happening? Didn't work. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Hello. All right, Katie, ask him. Hey, why don't you like black people? <laughs> Oh shit. Oh shit. We told y'all earlier, we don't want y'all to think we liars, yo. Yo, Romeo was standing right behind us and said that he's done with the blacks. <laughs> Literally, that that's, came out of his mouth. That's what he no, said. No, I don't no, know no. if it was an intrusive no. thought that he didn't mean for it to happen. Yeah. That's what they all that, say. That's what they say. Mm. Why are you done with the black people, Romeo? No, no, no. It wasn't like that. Let me explain. Let me explain. So, it wasn't an intrusive thought. It was more like a really terrible joke. <laughs> Where was the punchline? <laughs> Nowhere. Here it comes. <laughs> wait, wait for it. Wait. I was setting well, it up. I was setting it up. No, okay, I'm just go, go. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even. There's like no way to like explain it to make myself look good. That's the thing. Like, no. that's I why I brought you here because I, I wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to sit front row and watch you try to dance your way out this shit. We were just in line waiting for the food, egg roll, egg casserole, whatever yes, it was. There was no chicken over there, no watermelon, <laughs> no cornbread, no hot sauce, none of that. None it was egg casserole. I just wanted to talk about the Alabama brawl, and I think that, like, <laughs> the way I brought it up. That was your introduction to it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm hey tired guys. of black people. <laughs> no, it was just like, man, like, I'm finally, like, like, everybody, like, everybody came together in that one moment, so it was just like. Can't can't be doing that no more. Y'all too strong out here. Relax. <laughs> I'm wait. done with y'all. What we do? What we, we defended each other. That was, that was too much for you. Was it the chair? Wait, <laughs> wait you mad because we can swim? <laughs> wait. All right. <sighs> Wait, no, for everybody who be writing to me, we had Romeo. There you go. <laughs> Next week, bitches. 
Feel like it's dirt When you lost, no longer know the cost Thought you were a boss till you couldn't make it work Had a team, but you just couldn't manage Looking like you the only reason for the damage Did everything to get her to find that you didn't fit her Sometimes it's the prize that'll force you to be a quitter Didn't really know what being the part meant Till you learned it was home just to be with her All this time you were house searching for perfect Let so much go and you wondering was it worth it Either way, it's done, gotta respect it Think about the moments and all the times you reflected The times you connected, accepted, just and neglected When you should've did everything to protect it Fuck, if I could get it back one time I'd probably blow it and I know it But I really wish that I could just get it back one time I said if I, if I could really get it back one time Probably if wouldn't I could be the same when I get it back I'm just trying to get it back I can't help but to think it's funny How funnier you are when they think that you making money The fire disappears when the smoke gone Everything a joke to you, the one the joke's on I never sleep on anybody that I rest by Enjoy the ride, but everything is a test drive uh, Too many round thinking less fly You're only as impressive as what you're impressed by uh, That's why all they doing is pending Saying dumb shit, I ignore them, y'all got them trending Chicks trying to cover their lies while sending nudes Blaming all these dudes when you just easily fooled Is it rude? They'll claim a nigga is dumb Then try to look like each other to give a nigga a son What's the sum? Can't seem to figure it out Maybe you shouldn't comment on what a nigga about You don't know If I could get it back one time I'd probably blow it and I know it But I really wish that I could just get it back one time If I could really get it back one time Probably if wouldn't I could be get the same when I get it back Things change when you living fast Just get it back one time I'm just trying to get it back I know it hurts For us to see everything that we worth I'd give it all for you I would give the earth But is it really worth it if everything's gonna hurt? Bang. If I could get it back one time I wish that I could get it back one time If I could get it back one time Just get it back one more time If I could get it back one time Every time I try to leave you keep pulling me back What's up, y'all? It's Key Will Voice, the official voice of In The Moment Podcast. And we want to thank you for tuning in each and every week. See you next week.